Today is a brand new series we're going to start, and it's called A Simple Faith. I love that. This series is about the simplicity of following Jesus. I think sometimes we make it so complicated, right? You know, um, when I was growing up there, and maybe you experienced this too, there were so many man-made rules that we had to follow. And growing up in the 70s, and even right now in some circles, they still have these rules. Um, If you were really a good Christian, you would never wear makeup. Uh, Cross that out, I failed. I wore makeup. All right, you too. (laughs) Lewis, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, The other one was, If you're really a good Christian, you wouldn't go to the movies. My family loved going to the movies. Check that off. I failed. God forbid that you would ever wear a bathing suit. Now listen, I grew up in Southern, I mean, yeah, I grew up in Southern California, and there's no way you live there and not wear a bathing suit. So I broke that rule all the time. Fail. Okay. I went to uh, um, Catholic school. I had 12 years of Catholic education. I'm, kind, I, I'm thankful for it. I mean, I now see, back then, I didn't see all the benefits to that. But I got so discouraged because I felt like I had to jump through all these hoops to be a Christian. And you know, no matter how much I tried, I would fail, and I felt so bad about myself, right? I felt like I really was always disappointing God. But the truth of it was, I mean, I was disappointed for both of us. I really wanted to be a good Christian. But, you know, I kind of felt like God was just always watching me, and yes, he, that's true, but that it was always because he was waiting for me to mess up so he could punish me. And I would fail him over and over. And I got so discouraged. So by the time I left home, well, that's not really correct. The time I got kicked out of my home, had to find a new home. Okay, that, that's really the truth. Um, I was so disillusioned with church, with my faith, and with God. Um, It actually took me almost 10 years to come back to him. Maybe you're here today and maybe you can relate to that story. Maybe you're very disillusioned um, with your faith in God and maybe you're even ready to walk away. I'm here to tell you, and this series is gonna show you, that following Jesus is not that complicated, amen? It's not always easy, but he gives, you this, he gives you his grace to live this life as a Christ follower, right? Whenever you hear the word Christian, just think of Christ follower, amen? That's what a Christian means. That's the definition. It's not about a lot of rules and regulations, It's about a real and honest relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And, and you know, if you're there today, 
at the end of this service, just come up and just let's talk. Maybe talk to someone on the prayer team and we can encourage you and pray with you. Amen. So um, I'm, I love, how many of you love to look up words and their definitions? I know the teacher and Jenny just loves it. I love it because you think you know what a word means. And then when you look it up, you see just how much deeper the meaning is. And you just get um, uh, just a better understanding of the word. So I, I went ahead and I looked up the word follow. The word follow means to copy, to imitate, to watch steadily to keep the mind on, to attend closely to, listen to this one, to accept the authority or give allegiance to. I mean, wow. Following Jesus, when you truly follow him, you are accepting his authority in your life and you are giving him full allegiance. That's what being a follower of Christ means. So let's just go ahead. This is a good time to pray before I really get into it. Father, thank you so much for your son, Jesus, for giving us such a wonderful example of how to live this life as a Christ follower. Father, we can't do this in our own strength and on our own. We need your grace. So, Father, teach us today what it truly means to follow Jesus. And everyone agreed and said amen. One of the most important parts of being a follower of Christ is to examine closely the way he lived. You know, the way he did things. You know, what he said. And then we're to emulate that, we're to copy that, we're to imitate that. And whenever you look at the life of Jesus, one of the most consistent things you see him do is pray. He prayed while he was being baptized. He prayed before walking on water. He prayed before he raised Lazarus from the dead. He prayed after healing people. He prayed for himself in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed right after being nailed to the cross. Those are just a few of the many examples of Jesus praying. You know what I also love? I'll just add this in. A lot of times, the disciples couldn't even find him because he went away to a private place so he could pray to his father. Do you see the value and the importance and the priority that Jesus placed on prayer? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, thank you. You got to be with me now, okay? I know you're thinking about the lake and the beach, but I'm glad you're here. <laughs> so let's move on together. So anyway, the Son of God knew the importance and value of praying to his Father. And so this is something that we need to value and practice and place a priority on. So what's the definition of prayer? I know you have heard of a lot of definitions, but I'm going to make it simple. 
Prayer is talking with God. I would also add on that it is listening because, you know, there's really no real communication if you're the only one talking. Think of someone who, when you're with them, they just talk and talk and talk, and it's all about them. No one in this room. Don't think of anybody in this room. It's not very satisfying or fulfilling um, to be in conversa- so-called conversation with them. You really just want it to be over quick. And so think about that the next time you're talking with God. Your conversation with him should be two ways. No, you probably won't hear him audibly speak to you. But he might direct you to a specific passage of scripture that he wants you to look at. Which is the main way God still speaks to us. But he speaks to us in many different ways. Maybe you'll get an impression or a thought or idea in your mind and in your spirit about a particular person or matter he wants you to pray about. Or maybe it's a a decision you have to make and you're asking for direction and maybe you just might get that piece that will say, this is the way to go. So there are many ways of just listening and hearing him speak to you. So we see that Jesus placed a high priority on prayer, amen? But did he really expect Christians in today's world to be able to pray like he did? Didn't Jesus know that our lives were going to be hectic and crazy? Like who really has time to pray, right? Now, you know, if you really think about it, Jesus had a very hectic and crazy schedule too. I mean, he had to walk everywhere, okay? He didn't have a jet, didn't have a car, had to ride a donkey maybe. Took him a while to get to all those people. He didn't have a smartphone, a computer, TV to broadcast his messages all over the world. So Jesus knows what it is to live a hectic lifestyle. Thank you, Bill. But really, I mean, I know I have thought that, you know, my life is just so busy, I don't have time to even add one more thing to my crazy schedule. How many of you can relate to that? Yes, amen, good, we're honest. First service is honest, yay. We'll see about the second service. You know, we've got a lot of important responsibilities to take care of, don't we? I mean, maybe you're married, all right? Boy, that's a lot to handle sometimes. (laughs) Anyway, move on. (laughs) So maybe you have kids, or you have grandkids, or you have a demanding job, or you have an important ministry. Who in the world has time to pray? Jesus is not caught off guard by how busy the world is and how busy our lives are. And even with all that, he knows the importance and he's modeling for us the importance of staying connected to our Father. We need to stay connected even more because our lives are so busy. We need to keep that connection with our Father. 
So with all the pulls on you and all the responsibilities you have to juggle, stay connected with God. You cannot navigate this life without his help. Especially if you're a Christ follower and you want to live a Christ following and a Christ honoring life. Do you know one thing that I love about prayer is Prayer, is reveal, uh, prayer reveals your reliance and your dependence on him. Like, you know, I can't, I can't live this life as a Christian, a Christ follower, follower, without your help. I'm depending on you, God, to help me. So when you pray, you're putting all your reliance on him. You're trusting him because you know you can't do it without him. And how many of you, like myself... I have tried to live life without him before, and it was a wreck, and I was miserable. I don't don't recommend it at all. Not a good thing. But let me ask you today, what are you relying on today? Is it your talents and abilities? And you know, that's fine. He gives us talents and abilities. But if you rely on that, you only get what those talents and abilities can do. Are you relying solely on your education? Education is important. It's good, but you get what education can do. Do you rely on technology? Now, all of us, to an extent, do, some more than others, rely on technology. But when you do that, you get what technology can do. But when you pray, you get what only God can do. Amen? Prayer is all about a relationship with our Father. And at the very root of it, you know, that's what shows that we're Christ followers. When we have a relationship with God through Jesus. And it's really not that complicated as it's made out to be sometimes. And, you know, there are different kinds of prayers and different ways to pray. But today, I'm not wanting to inform you about all those things. We, sh- we should really have a series on, on that. What I'm here to do is inspire you to begin to connect with your Father God on a regular and consistent daily basis, even throughout the day. You know, have you ever read, I think it's in Luke 18, verse maybe one, that it says, pray without ceasing. And you probably look at that and say, man, that is impossible. But really it's not, because you're talking to God throughout the day. When you get a nudge, I've got to pray, or you think someone's face comes to your mind. I I get faces all the time. A lot of times I don't even know the faces. I just pray for them. They're faces I've never seen before, but sometimes I see some of your faces, and I pray, or I'm at the job, and someone is kind of hurting and losing their way. And I, and I don't pray out loud, loud. I just pray in, inside and I say, Father, help me help this person. That's it. No scriptures, no anything. You know, like this morning, 
I got up and I said, help. <laughs> you know, we got to preach. So <laughs> help. Sometimes that's, that's it. That's all you got to say. But it's easy to talk to your father throughout the day without ceasing. So let's get some scripture here. Usually we read uh, the scripture before the person, you know, Pastor Devin brings the message or whoever. But I wanted it to be in, con- in, the, in the content of my message. So Matthew 6, verses 5 to 15. And I'm going to read it out of the message because, you know, we get too familiar, don't we? Especially with this because most of us have read it over and over. And sometimes you need to get a different perspective and see something differently that you haven't seen. So that's why different translations are very good uh, for that. And I like the headline in my Bible. It says, pray with simplicity. So excited when I got all this. (laughs) Okay. And when you come before God, Don't turn that into a theatrical production either. All these people making a regular show out of their prayers, hoping for stardom. How did he know that's what it was going to be like? Do you think God sits in a box seat? Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense his grace. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. Now don't go on and saying, hey, you prayer warriors are ignorant, but I'm just saying, or he's just saying, They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father you are dealing with, and he knows better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply like this. Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are, Set the world right. Do what's best as above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgive, forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You're in charge. You can do anything you want. You're ablaze in beauty. Yes, yes, yes. In prayer, there is a connection between what God does and what you do. You can't get forgiveness from God, for instance, without also forgiving others. If you refuse to do your part, you cut yourself off from God's part. Amen, right? Drop the mic, I can leave. No, I got a few more things to say. We got a few more minutes. (laughs) I mean, that is so good. I have not seen that before. So the Lord's Prayer, yes, it's a declaration, like Pastor Larry said. It's a model. It's a blueprint, if you will, showing us how we should pray. And I could show you all, like, you know, you know the prayer of, of worship and adoration, you know. I can show you how there's the prayer of submission. Your will be done, not mine. 
I can show you uh, what else is there. There's um, confession, right? Yes, and there's provision. He wants to meet our needs daily, right? So there's all that. But I want you to focus on two words. Jesus begins the Lord, Lord's Prayer, and he's, the disciples have asked him to teach them how to pray. And how he begins it is, Our Father. Our Father. Not our Creator, which he is our Creator. Not our King, which he is our King. Our Father. He is your Father. And what I love is that we have access to him because of what Jesus did. We can go to him as Abba, Daddy, the Aramaic word for Daddy. He's our Daddy God. And those two words will direct how you approach God in prayer. If you go in to like Hebrews 4, 4, 14, 16. Let me just read this real quick. Since we have a great high priest, Jesus, the son of God, who has gone into heaven, let us hold on to the faith we have. For our high priest is able to understand our weaknesses. He was tempted in every way that we are, but he did not sin. Let us then feel very sure, confident, that we can come before God's throne where there is grace. There we can receive mercy and grace to help us when we need it. We have that type of access to go straight to God in his throne room, our daddy. And see, we have been adopted into his family. We are his kids. And what I love is in John 17, Jesus says that God loves us even as he loves him, Jesus. He loves us like that. So if you can have that saturate you, that this is my daddy God, and I can go to him anytime, your prayer life, and it, it just will change. And you can go to him anytime. And I think what the enemy does sometimes is that we feel so bad about ourselves. We feel bad about, we yelled at our husbands or our kids and we, we did this, we did that. We feel guilty. So we just can't go to God. Yes, you can. You need to because that's where you obtain mercy and grace, the help you need. See, the enemy uses guilt and condemnation, but you're his child. Now listen, not all of us had good fathers. But thank God he's the perfect father. He wants to be that to us, that we can go to him anytime. Right? Nod. Anytime. Doesn't matter what you just did. Because you'll do it again anyway, probably. You're going to need his grace. You're going to need his forgiveness. Go to him no matter what. Amen? So, um, gosh, I can't believe. Hey, page six, only one more page to go. <laughs> I mean, really, when this came out of the computer, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> At first, he gave me four pages. I said, that's not the right one. 
And then it came out seven. I'm like, whoa, used to be 11 and 12. Remember those days? No, no. I triple spaced and all that back then. I never did 21 pages. Did I? Oh, it was all good. It was all good. <laughs> okay, I'm going to end with some practical suggestions. And if you don't remember anything else I've said, remember these three things. Keep it simple. Keep it real. Keep it honest. Amen? Keep it simple, real, and honest. Yes, find a place you can meet with him without distractions. That doesn't mean that you can't pray when you're doing the driving, doing the dishes, or working out in the gym. You know, again, that's called praying without ceasing. But you know, there's times, like I said before, Jesus couldn't be found. He needed a quiet place so he could focus and just be with his daddy, his God, his father. And we need that too. So keep it simple. Don't try to impress him with long prayers in King James. Now, nothing long with, uh, wrong with long prayers if it comes from the heart. But don't add a lot of words just to make it sound better. You know, we have that tendency, especially when we're praying publicly. But just keep it simple. Get right to the point. Keep it real. Be yourself when you pray. You don't have to use a different voice. You know... It's just talking with God. Oh, I know that didn't sound right. <laughs> you are talking with God. <laughs> but it is really like talking to a friend or your spouse, right? And uh, just talk to him. Keep it real. He knows you anyway. You really can't mess it up. Keep it honest. Now, have you ever prayed what you thought you should pray? I have done that. <laughs> or what you thought you wanted to hear. I've done that a lot, too. Like you tell him how thankful you are for all his blessings, but inside you're really pissed. <laughs> I one time was so convicted. I mean, it's good to thank God, but I was just so upset. <laughs> You know, do you know what that's called? Yeah, hypocrisy. There's another word for it. Lying. It's called lying. And you know, I love how David was so good about just keeping it real, keeping it honest. And in Psalm 139, he says, you know everything I'm going to say before I even start the first sentence. You know, God sees all those unspoken words. I think, you know, you know, we think we're hiding them from them. But we have all these unspoken words and thoughts. And we think we don't say them. That, you know, hey, it's all good. That's what I love about prayer. When you really go into that, uh, that quiet place with him and you talk. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you talk and then you stop. And you listen and you, you know, have this, just this piece about letting it all hang out, you know, come out. Just let it come out. Let it come out. Because if you don't do it in prayer with God in a safe, that's a safe place, 
You'll do it somewhere else that it's not safe and it will hurt you and others. So let it out. Amen. Keep it honest. You know, listen, God just wants to spend time with you. And the more time you spend with him, the better you get to know him. And the closer you begin to feel uh, to him. You know, it's just like your relationship with your spouse and kids or your friends. You know, the relationship gets better. It gets deeper. How many of you have grown children that have left your home? Okay. Oh, yeah, quite a few. Don't you just love when you hear from them? Even if it's just a quick, hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Fine. Got to go. That's Ian. You know, uh, Ian's our youngest son. He's going to be 21. Pray for him in a week. Pray for us. 21. Uh, He's been in the Air Force for two years. And I remember when he was in boot camp. And you, you can't have phones, right? And really the first phone call is just, you know, Uh, to let you know what their address is. And so he talked so fast, I could hardly get the address. I said, wait, 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 no, I gotta go. Click. Oh, at least I knew he was alive. But even with such a quick phone call, I was just so glad to hear his voice. Listen, God loves to hear your voice. Whether it's a quick little, hey, God, doing good. How are you? Let's do it. Let's do today. Be with me. Amen. Or if it's a long time that you get to spend with him, he just loves to hear your voice. Now, this is going to date me. How many of you remember the movie in the 80s called E.T.? I know you do. Oh, yeah, this is good. All the rest of you, I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. Got to go to YouTube. All right. Spielberg, you know, movie, E.T., ugly creature. He was so ugly, he was so cute. He was stranded on Earth, you know, so many miles away from home. And Drew Barrymore was the little girl in the family, and she actually taught him a few words so he could communicate. And the favorite part of my movie, I just love this movie. The favorite part of, my move, of this movie was when E.T. goes to the window. And he points. And he says, E.T., phone home. And I know this is corny. It's a corny analogy. But every time you pray, you're calling home. You know, this place is not our permanent residence. It is not our permanent home. Heaven is our final destination. If you're a believer today, heaven is our final destination. And until we see him face to face, prayer is the closest that you're going to come to him. So... Keep on praying, talking with him. It's the bridge to home. Amen. I know it sound, it, it is simple. Prayer is simple, talking to God. But I know it's not easy. It's not easy. 
I'll get in my room. Everything has to be just right. The door closed and everything in place. And if something's bothering me, I forget I'm praying. Oh, wait, God. Now I say, excuse me. <laughs> I go fix it because I know me. He knows you. It's okay. It's not like I, I never forget I'm preaching to you. But I forget I'm talking to God and when I'm praying. But listen, he knows how weak we are. Keep doing it because I tell you the benefits. You know, we get discouraged because our prayers don't get answered the way we feel they should be. But the benefit of praying is you get to know who God is, his character, who he really is, and how much he loves you. And that he's good and faithful and he could be trusted. So when things are not going the way you think they should go, you have that trust. Hey, it doesn't look good right now, but I trust you, God, because I've been spending time with you. I know who you are and I know how you love me. Amen. Amen.